This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas, and uh, here at the home office with a couple special people today, and uh, it's going to be a two-part interview. I've got uh, a man and wife, Mark and Regina Sewell, who've been part of this ministry for quite a few years now here in Northwest Arkansas, and, and they're involved in our leadership. And so we're going to, they're going to get to share a lot of different perspectives uh, for you to, to learn some things. So I've got Regina first. We said ladies first. So Regina gets to go first. So welcome, Regina. Thank you. And uh, so, uh, Regina, you, uh, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about your experience with the journey and kind of where you were with your walk with Christ, maybe before you went through the journey and what it what it did for you. And then we'll talk about what you've done with that after that. So once you go back to that point when you how you found out about it and what when you first went through. Well, I think it was about 2008 or 10. um, And I had just grown up in church, you know, my whole life. Um, I knew a lot about Christ. I would say I knew a lot of scripture uh, as far as head knowledge of the word. And um, I'd done a lot of Bible studies, you know, women's Bible studies. I'd led those and taught those and, um, you know, kind of just did the things that you do when you grow up in church. And I, I always was what we like to call a self feeder kind Mm of, Um, I would always dig a little deeper. I'd, getting those Bible studies and not really just fill in the answers, but want to know more, you know? So I feel like I, I was, was seeking more of the Lord and he was revealing things to me, um, before I learned about the journey. That's just kind of my personality. Even in school, I would always dig a little deeper than the teacher would, you know, call us to. Um, but still, I just always felt there was something missing. There was still something more. I wasn't really getting what I felt like God wanted me to have completely, Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. So I was always looking for something else, a new Bible study, you know, listen to podcasts, reading books, all of that, Um, just trying to grow closer to the Lord, I think. But I really didn't have a process laid out for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when we go to church, we're told what our relationship is supposed to look like, but we're really not taught how to get into that relationship, if that makes sense. And so um, my husband had started going through the journey, which I had never heard of before, um, and he'll share his testimony later. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he had uh, left on a first extended time with his group of journeymen. And while he was gone, I picked up the book, The Journey to the Inner Chamber, and, you know, Looking back, I know it was just the Holy Spirit, but I just had a desire, you know, to look in it, and and I started reading it, and I sat there and read the whole thing, and that's kind of how my experience with the journey began. And so he came home from that extended time, and when he came in, you know, I just said, hey, why haven't you had me read this book? Because (laughs) in the past when we had find 
you know, a good word through a podcast or a book. We'd always share that with each other, you know, and he said, well, that's for, this is for men. And I said, no, this is, this is what everybody needs. You know, this is for everybody. And so that had just got me hungry for more of the Lord. And I really resonated with, with the man in, in the book, you know, Mm. the journey to the inner chamber. And, uh, so that's where it began for me. And I just really picked up his manuals and stuff and started going through it myself because Mm. even though it wasn't for women, I knew right away that it was what I needed and Mm. had, had been looking for. So I went through that one pretty much myself. And then um, I went through a couple's one with with him and another man. And uh, and then I began leading other women. And so that that's kind of how it started with me. Um, honestly, you know, going through the whole process, which is the nine-month process, it really, to me, was the key uh, to show us how to be that disciple that Jesus calls us to be. You know, when, when we look at the Great Commission and it says, you know, go and make disciples, if you if you take that seriously, then you've got to look further and say, well, what is a disciple then? And so when I would look at that deeper in the Word and see what the Bible says a disciple is, I really wasn't seeing that in the so-called church. Mm. And I wanted that in my life. I wanted to be a disciple. And this process just really shows you how to become that, I feel like. You know, takes you into that real relationship with the Lord and makes you that disciple. And it's a great tool for then going on and making disciples like he tells us in the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found. That's what I found is missing. You know, we, we can learn all about Jesus through Bible studies, through books, through podcasts, and know about Him. But to know Him intimately, we have to go on that own our own journey with Him. And this, this journey process truly takes you to that abiding relationship with Him. And it's the greatest tool I've ever seen. And, you know, to me, unless God reveals some other way, I'll be doing it and leading others through it as long as I'm here because I know that is the commission on my life to make disciples, and I haven't seen any other way to do that. So let me stop you there for a second. So uh, outside of finding a tool that you could use and something you knew that you wanted to use, what was some of the fruit that you saw in your life? You know, because you were a pretty mature believer, I can tell, Mm -hmm. when you first went through it. What would you say some things that... Well, I think that real transformation within my heart, Mm -hmm. you know, I think with my personality, which is type A, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) yes, you know, I knew, again, like I said, what a Christian was supposed to look like. So I worked really hard in my own strength to be what Christ wanted me to be. And I think that was the biggest transformation to me. I had all of these lists as a type A personality. When you wake up every morning, you got a list of things as soon as you open your eyes that you've got to accomplish that day. And you might check a few off, but by the end of the day, if they're not all checked off, you feel like, oh, I failed. You know, it doesn't matter if you got most of them. You still feel like a failure as a type A personality. Well, when I went through this, I was able, really, Brian, to just erase all of those things on my list every day Mm. and only have one, which is to abide in Christ. Mm. And that brought that peace that I never really experienced, 
um, and that freedom in Christ that I never really experienced because even though I wanted to honor him with what I was doing, I still was doing it all through my own strength. And so, you know, letting go of those things and trying to do it in my own and just, again, you know, if you know that the motto I, motto, I guess, of, of, of the journey is personal abandonment and absolute trust. Mm-hmm. When you really get that, you can let go and you can let the Holy Spirit just do that all in and through you. And that's where the transformation takes place. You know, as he pours that love into your heart and you fall more and more in love with him, then comes that peace and that joy. But as a type A personality, I can say having that one thing on my list that I can accomplish every day has just given me freedom. And Mm. I think that's probably the biggest fruit for me is just letting go and letting God. Mm. Which is kind of part of Rocky's story, too. He was a performer. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a you know top-notch athlete. He was yeah. used to working for the applause of man. I mean, that's part of his story, too, and even bringing that into his Christian life, you know. So uh, so tell me, as a woman, when you start reading, you know, obviously Rocky wrote this originally for men, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of got the the knights and the swords and the castle and, and even the Gabe story, you know, with the right. fish. You know, yeah. it, it's pretty clear it was written for men, uh, and, and he wouldn't argue that, but— Women seem to be fine with it, and and it it didn't that didn't get in the way of the the you know the real message of it getting through. How was it for you? Was it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, of course, you look at it, you know, as a metaphorical story, but it's kind of like with Jesus and the disciples and anything else in the Bible. You know, if you are seeking Him with all your heart and your purpose is really just to know Him more. He's going to reveal himself to you through those things. You know, no matter who the story is to or about, if the Holy Spirit is revealing truth to you, I think he can use anything. And um, I think if everyone can just look at that as, you know, this is a metaphor and, you know, it really is about all of our lives and, and who we are in Christ and where we are in our walk with him. And, you know, I think anyone, whether you've been a believer for 50 years or just a new believer, you know, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have that desire to go deeper. And that's what I love also about the journey. It doesn't matter how long you've walked with the Lord. You can go deeper if you apply the journey Mm -hmm. principles to your life. Well, and what I like about is that it works and, and it was a revelation from God. And and instead of trying to customize it to fit the culture or whatever, we just kind of go with what works and 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 God surprised us. You know, we didn't think he didn't think it would be for women. Rocky didn't, you know, and yeah. didn't think it would work with inmates, didn't think it'd work in other languages, you know, but it is. Yeah. It's yeah. working, you know. And you know, I mean the only thing, you know, there's a few places that it, it is changed a little bit or or we have, you know, as far as the living it out mm-hmm. portion of it. You know, we we focus more than what is the role of the the woman in the house and, you know, with her children and -hmm. all of that. So there's a few things that are tweaked, you know, but um, overall, it's still the same journey for everyone, no matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah. When 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 Jesus was talking about making disciples and and teaching, you know, that he it wasn't just for the were men, for sure. And and if you read the New Testament, there were a lot of women around and even women who helped 
Jesus on his ministry and all that. So, so it's clear that, that women are to be involved in this. So, and, and it's been an eye opening for us because we thought we would just be a men's ministry and God's saying, no, you're a discipleship ministry. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me when you started giving this to other women and, and taking them through it, what are, what are some of the breakthroughs you were seeing with other women? Wow. I'll have to say, you know, going through it on your own and, and getting that deeper connection is amazing. But to me, leading other women through it has been more powerful to me to really see God transform lives. It, it has just amazed me. And, you know, I've had women that have been in church forever and come to the realization that they've never really known Jesus. Um, I've had people just just totally broken. I mean, really. Um, and God has healed and restored and and just, you know, bitterness in their hearts and, and then the love of Christ just becomes so evident in their lives and transform their marriages and, uh, you know, relationships with their children and other family members. I mean, it has been amazing. And that's, again, one of the reasons I'll do this forever, because, you know, when I would teach the Bible studies, you know, I would see people get some head knowledge and and maybe some behavioral change in their lives, but but not that real transformation. And again, where Jesus says, you know, we will know them by their fruit, mm-hmm. as we know, it's about the fruit, you know, and that only comes as you abide in Christ and that fruit is produced in and through you from the inside out. And uh, that's what I would see, you know, and it was just exciting to me. It's still exciting. I love it. Um, it just spurs me on you know, again, to feel like I am fulfilling that great commission. And, you know, Jesus himself walked this earth and taught the masses, but he discipled 12. And, you know, when I stand before him um, and he says, you know, what'd you do with my great commission? Mm. I want to be able to say, I went and made disciples, Lord, you know, Mm. and uh, it's not in me. Again, that's all through the Holy Spirit. But this process is the only thing I've really seen in my life. And I'm not saying there's not other ways, but in my life and my experience um, to be the greatest thing to to help us go and make disciples and fulfill that. Well, and, and I, I wrote a blog about that this influencer is not just a men's ministry anymore. I wrote a blog a few weeks ago and um, I talk about a time then Rocky and I went to Memphis and we sat with a group of ladies who'd all been through the journey and and we were just shocked at one after one. They were all in tears telling mm-hmm. stories about, you know, that they kind of like you, some of them were performance oriented and they had to learn about just being still like Mary mm-hmm. sitting at his feet. Yeah. Uh, some never felt like he was a loving daddy because they had a harsh father. Some were sexually abused or other things, which made them not really view God in a loving way. And so it was really cool to see all these things happen. So, I mean, Rocky and I said, obviously it works with women (laughs) after we saw that. Um, You know, and in every journey, I've led a lot of journey groups, and in every journey group I've ever led, there's always been marital struggle. Mm -hmm. has been something that devil was trying to do to trip people up. Did you find that with women? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. You know, that, again, you know, I believe that is the enemy's greatest place of attack once he, you know, first I believe it's he wants to kill our relationship with the Lord, but mm-hmm. then the next I, I believe is to break up those marriages. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that. I've seen that in every group mm-hmm. that I've been in. And um, like I've said, those times when I've just seen people transformed and, and their 
the love that God gives them change their marriage. It's just been powerful. And those people, again, I, I think women are a little bit more um, relational than men. And I think sometimes, you know, the women get that intimacy faster than men. And I think once they get it, they want to share it a little more also, I think. Um, I hear all the time in my groups, you know, women saying, everyone needs this. Mm -hmm. And once you get it, you realize that that's your heart and your understanding that, man, this is for everyone and everyone needs this. And, you know, I think women are very passionate about sharing that once they really come to the truth and the knowledge of of who Christ is and what that intimacy is like, Mm -hmm. you know, even in relationships with their husbands and stuff, I think once they experience that love, it makes a greater difference in their marriage because they're apt to really act on those emotions that Mm. they feel in the Lord as well, I think. Mm. Um, So if if they were formerly trying to control their husbands, maybe they soften a little bit in that area. Or, I mean, there's probably all over the board yes, on, on situations. Well, you know, I, I, I wrote in my blog that I was a product of promise keepers, <clears throat> which was a huge movement of men. And they, they believed that men were to be the spiritual leaders of the home. Um, do you believe that? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, so what does that, what does that look like? I mean, for a I think there's some struggles, and that's an area I think where the devil does come in mm-hmm. and try to break down. Now I know a lot of men aren't aren't doing a good job of leading, so mm-hmm. that's a lot of women have a r- real good right to not want to follow their husbands, yeah. you know. But well, I think that started in the garden, yeah. you know, when yeah. you go back to Adam and Eve, because God said, you know, her desire will be to rule over her husband. Right. That's right. And um, I think you know, in the flesh, that's a desire of a lot of women. Well, but let's back up for a second. It's in the NIV. It says. The curse for the woman was your desire will be for your husband. And I used to always think that that meant, what do you mean? She's going to have the hots for her husband the rest of her life? That's a curse, I guess. And uh, But if you translate it, a pastor, help me understand, if you translate it to the original language, it is yeah. the desire to control your husband. Yeah. 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 So. And so, you know, I think in our flesh, we want to do that a lot. And again, I think um, a lot of maybe the manipulation in the home by the lady is because she doesn't feel that love that mm-hmm. she's desiring. And once she realizes that it's the love of God that will really complete her, I think, you know, if she's a nagging wife, she can get off her husband's back more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think, again, he'll see that love and that transformation as, as the love of God really changes her heart. But, you know, absolutely, that's what the Word of God says. I believe that with all my heart. And it's great to see women like that. I, you know, as you said, I, I know one lady in particular that when she came in, um, she was ready to leave her husband, told me she really hated her husband even. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did, we just kept praying together and I just, you know, kept trying to mentor her and, 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 and lead her into that intimacy with the Lord, you know. And I think, you know, the underlying cause of that was bitterness. She mm-hmm. hadn't felt that love and attention and, and stuff from her husband. And, and that had just turned to bitterness and, and hate. Mm. And when God began to soften her heart and fill her with that love, it just really transformed her life. And, mm. you know, we once we get into that intimacy, that's the thing. We desire to do what he tells us to do mm-hmm. when we're really in relationship with him. And so any of those things, whether it's our marriage or, you know, things in the world, desires, materialism, greed, Mm -hmm. lust, 
you know, all of those things fall away when we're really in an intimate relationship with him. Oh, yeah. So um, you are the first uh, board member, a female board member, you know, on a regional board. Tom C., our regional director in Northwest Arkansas, wanted to invite you to be part of the board so that women had a voice on the leadership of what's going on in Northwest Arkansas. And it's starting to infiltrate other regions too over in memphis they've they've had a women's movement organized movement aboard and everything but they're actually contemplating some changes over there to bring women more into it um so what what's your perspective on what do you think is happening here with the the move of women across the country do you, what are you seeing well i see it definitely growing you know as you said it's new really as being a part um of the the directional board area here in northwest arkansas but you know, the whole influencers thing we've always said is organic, you know, mm-hmm. and led by the Holy Spirit. So I think we are just beginning to see how expansive this is going to become, you know, through the Holy Spirit. And as you said, it, it's spreading with the women. And um, I think we're going to see it across the board with with women, with, with couples groups, with children even. You know, I believe God is going to take this farther than we could ever imagine. And so, you know, I, I see it transforming, you know, before me. Um, basically, I think we're kind of looking at, you know, the tales of the men and seeing what's worked for them, what hasn't worked, and we want to, you know, implement those things that have worked. And, you know, our heart... Um, or my heart as the as the directional leader here is truly just to get those women um, connected with other abiders. You mm-hmm. know, I think sometimes for me, I'll say as I started out leading things on my own, I, I felt kind of alone in that. So I think it's great um, to have that women's hand in it. Uh, to just be there for them, you know, mm-hmm. so women will know, hey, here's some other women that I can go and talk to that can help me know what I need to do if I want to lead a group that can be there to pray for me, to encourage me, to mentor me. I mean, that's my heart really is just to be there for the women mm-hmm. and and do all that I can for them. Well, and, uh, you know, I think the prayer, Rocky's had this prayer from the beginning is, Lord, send me gifted men uh, to, to lead, help him lead this ministry. And and we continue to pray for God to raise up leaders in new cities mm-hmm. with the men. So I think the same prayer is for the women. Lord, raise up some leaders amongst the women. Yeah, we have a heart for this. We really want to be champions in a city and all that. So uh, it's starting to happen in Bakersfield, California here. Mm-hmm. Memphis, uh, a little bit in Tulsa, and I think I think we just want to let people know it's okay. It's okay for women to lead journey. Yeah. It's, hey, don't hold back. <laughs> yeah. And we want and we have thousands of men, and so I think we want to tell the men, hey, if your wife hasn't been through the journey, why not? You know, tell her it's okay. Yeah. You can go through the journey. <laughs> Absolutely, Brian. Because you know, again, going through it on your own is awesome, but you know as well as I that when we see um, people like the men has gone through. And maybe the wife hasn't yeah. or vice versa. The wife's gone through and the man hasn't. You know, there is some lack of unity in that mm-hmm. relationship, I feel like. And um, so that is always, uh, you know, Mark and I's desire that if we, you know, have a man that's gone through it and and he's got it, you know, hey, get your wife to go through this. Because even in that, nothing will unite your marriage like that. If you're mm-hmm. both abiding in Christ, I mean, that's what we're called to do. And you will not experience unity in your marriage as well 
you know, if just one's abiding and the other isn't, I can say, you know, firsthand in my marriage, both of us going through this process and really learning to abide with Jesus, nothing has helped our marriage more than that. And, and even in our parenting, you know, um, when you're really on, on step with that, even our children, you know, we try to teach them what it means to really abide in Christ and, and feed on Him. It's just really unexplainable how the Holy Spirit just binds you together deeper than you thought possible. Mm-hmm. And so we always encourage the women, you know, when I take them through. And, and a lot of times, you know, um, my husband may testify that, to this in a little bit, but many times it's been the the women that have gone through and say, oh, man, my husband needs this, mm. you know, and, and then he has, you know, gone through the journey, been transformed by it and, and goes on to be, you know, a, a leader and a disciple maker. Yeah, we've honestly. seen it both ways. We've yeah. seen men who've gone through it and the wife takes notice. Yeah. And I think there's been a few pastors who's who, you know, they didn't want to read another book because they get so many books. And then their wife says, you need to read this book. You know, yeah. then, then they'll read it if their wife hits them up with yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, and one, one thing I was going to say is I like to think of it is it'll help you have an abiding marriage. Yeah. You know, if two people are abiding, you have an abiding marriage. And that's Absolutely. just beautiful. You know, equally yoked. And and there's a lot of fruit that comes out of that for the children and for generations to come, I think. It's a, yes. it's really a blessing. Um, do you see any, any difference between leading women or being part of a couples group? I mean, I know sometimes people are trying to decide, should I try to get my wife in it by taking her into a couples group or should I encourage her to go through with a woman the first time? I mean, I know there's no exact answer on that, but what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, I've heard it both ways, you know, um, but personally, I like the the individual mm-hmm. more. Um, from my experience, I feel like... It depends a little bit on where the couple is, like in their their relationship together and each one of their relationships with the Lord. I think if they're all really seeking with all their heart, the couple's one is great, and there won't really be any hindrances in that. Um, but like we talked, most of the journey groups that we lead, there's, there's people struggling in their marriage. Mm. And so... You know, sometimes I think when you have a couple's group and there is a marital problem they don't always address that um i think sometimes the men don't want to share in front of their wives or vice versa mm-hmm. and so i think there's benefits to both mm-hmm. um but but my preference is the individual yeah if they're if you're still trying to work on yourself and all that you might yeah. need to go through with some other yeah. same sex you know whatever so yeah. and 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 I, it probably goes without saying but when we say we're doing women's ministry it's not going we're we're not encouraging men to lead women's groups you know right. <laughs> we want the women to lead women yes. and the men to lead men yes let's be clear on that i mean the only exception i've i've noticed is like uh in like over in egypt they were doing mixed groups but they were singles Mm-hmm. You know, and so I've seen a few churches do singles groups as a journey group. Mm-hmm. And so they are mixed mm-hmm. men and women. And I guess that's OK. I mean, you know, I mean. Well, and we did a mixed youth journey, okay. which, which had 
you know, male and female students in it. Mm-hmm. But we did split up at different times. And so we'd have one session together and then the next session split. So they had their individual. Have the guys sit yeah. over here and the girls go over here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can do that. And yeah. kind of, and I've even heard couples groups doing right. that too, to help for some of those, some more sharing and all right. that stuff. So again, you can be creative. You know, Rocky's mm-hmm. old quote is we can flex the form, but don't change the function. Don't change the DNA of what this is and yeah. all that. So, uh, and you get that. So, yes. uh, well, um, so if people want to get in touch, we can direct them to you, Regina. If any ladies out there want to find out about how you do the journey and all that, and you're available to help train them and all that in new cities, right? Absolutely. Um, I'm available anytime, email or phone. Also, Brian, you know, uh, we have the virtual yeah, tell them about the that virtual, real quick. Yeah. Um, possibility. We are starting our first women's virtual journey group in March, and we have ladies from all over the U.S. joining us. And so um, because we can do it virtually online now, we really can reach anyone. So anyone that's interested, you know, no matter where you are, we can find a time or a place for you to get involved. If there's not journey groups going on in your area, you know, we can overcome that now. Mm-hmm. You, you can log on, join in with us here, and and go through the journey. So God is really opening and expanding the doors through the virtual Yeah, so, so that's starting. When is that starting? Uh, March 10th will be our first meeting. What what day of the week is it going to be? Do you uh, know yet? Sunday. It'll be a Sunday yes. in the evening? Or yes. After, okay, Sunday evenings. Yeah. It'll be uh, every other week? 630 Central week? Standard Time. Okay. Um, every other week. Every other week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, and we'll uh, we'll be sure we put a, your contact information tied to this so that they can find you or whatever. Or they can always send a, a note on our website, and I'll hook them up with you or whatever if they're right. interested. But right. so yeah, so ladies anywhere, and, I, and I'm leading a, a virtual journey group, and and we were t- we wondered if it would work through technology, but because it's video technology, you can see everybody. You'd be amazed how it's just like a regular journey group. Doesn't matter that we're all over the country, but we're together and there's the same spirits there, the same heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is going to be a way to help expand the ministry and all yeah. that. So yeah. so it really works. It really does. So, well, cool. Well, thank you for all you've done, Regina, to help carry the banner and all that. We're really excited to see what's going to happen. So, uh, Well, thank you, Brian. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And uh, it was a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Okay, well, uh Again, this is the Influencers Network podcast, and you can learn more about our ministry at influencers.org if you, however you got to this podcast. But uh, uh, we have resources on our website as well, including uh, other podcasts that we've done. Uh, there's a whole library of different interviews we've done. Uh, also, we have blogs, and we've got uh, resources for journey guides. And uh, again, uh, we want to spread the message. And so uh, if, if any of you guys out there uh, your wife wants to learn more about it, get her get her connected. And uh, we'd love to see more women's journey groups start up in all the cities where we have the men. So uh, and we expect that to happen. So we're praying about that, and it'll be fun to see what, what God does. So anyway, uh, one other thing I want to say is we have our National Summit coming up uh, in a couple months. So be sure you register for that. It's going to be May 2nd through 5th, and uh, we're going to have guys from all over the country coming and to here to Northwest Arkansas, and, and we're really expecting a real amazing time of connection and spiritual refreshment and uh, inspiration. So we're really excited about that. So there's more information on that on the website as well. So anyway, thank you for joining us. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.